You have tuned into the Tears Podcast. Time erases all rough situations. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Tears, let's go. The Holy Spirit take control. When I was down with nowhere to go, I have the power, feel it in my soul. And I oh, it's the transformation of a butterfly. It changes. This is where it looks like nothing is happening inside, but big changes are going on really inside of it. Annette, do you like butterflies? Yes, I love butterflies. Oh, you love butterflies. You know, when I was thinking about speaking with you today, I don't know why, but the image of butterflies, I kept thinking of butterflies as I thought about you. The spiritual meaning of a butterfly, it has to do with spiritual rebirth, transformation, Mm -hmm. creativity, infinite potential, vibrant joy, change, and an ability to experience the wonderful life of a butterfly is what we're about to experience while we listen to Annette Wheeler-Johnson today. So sit back, get ready to listen to the life of a butterfly. And her name is Annette Wheeler-Johnson. And I know today you're going to be sharing with us accepting the will of God as a butterfly. (laughs) I hope that's okay with you if I related to you as our butterfly for today. That's perfect. Thank you. Well, share with us. I know that you have experienced a lot of different transitions in your life, a lot of things that probably did bring you to tears through those different transitions and share with us about the transformation of you, that butterfly. How did you become that butterfly? Butterflies go through stages. Okay. In order to, they don't, butterflies are not made butterflies at first. They come through little, what, metamorphosis Mm -hmm. that they have to go through there in a cocoon. Mm -hmm. And they have to fight their way out of that. They start off a little caterpillar. That's what I call it. Right, right. And then one day, one day they just blossom into something beautiful, you know, and it's God's creation, something. And like I said, my life, I do as a butterfly because like butterflies go through a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I used to write little poems about butterflies, Mm -hmm. you know, butterflies, you know, so many times I used to catch butterflies when I was little because I loved them and I would put them in a jar, (laughs) um, not knowing that they couldn't breathe in this jar. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, I found out that I had to let them go, mm-hmm. you know, let them, you know, live out their beautiful life until, you know, one day God called them home. Uh, you know, one day they just disappear. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't live forever, mm-hmm. you know, but 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 the time that you have them or you can see them, they're beautiful and they're light. You know, it's, to me, it's like a light. And just to see them, I get excited to see them. Butterfly, I haven't seen any in a while, mm-hmm. but I love to see butterflies. Wow. And it's like stories behind those butterflies. And, you know, like I said, um, you know, I know when my grandmother passed and, but, uh, and butterfly and this butterfly just came and he just like, like a little kiss on the cheek. And to me, that was her way through a butterfly because she knew I loved butterflies. Mm-hmm. Her way of letting me know that she was okay. Amazing. And so I always had a love for butterflies and I think I have the love for butterflies 
until, and that's how I do, um, you know, that's how I venture. I look at people as butterflies, beautiful souls. Mm-hmm. You know, God brings people into your life. And it could be for a short time. It could be for a long time. But, you know, you appreciate them while they're here because, you know, one day they're going to fly away. Okay. And you left with the memories of them. And that's what gets you through life. You know, remembering people remember how they were, how much, you know, how special they were in your life. You know, um, let's talk about that, you know, because right now there might be a lot of people out there listening and having lost loved ones. And they may be feeling like, you know, they left me too soon when, you know, as a little girl, you had the butterflies and you thought if you kept them in the jar, they were going to last. But you realized they needed to breathe. Let's talk about that. Okay. Like I said, we had so many losses in our family, which started back in 2014 when I lost my first niece. It's like, you know, it's like, I'm not going to say, you know, sometimes you see things happen people in people's family, other people's family, death. And, you know, you reach out to them, but you really don't know how they feel until that comes in your door. You can feel bad and say, well, I would never say I know how a person feels because I don't. Mm-hmm. Until we start experiencing, you know, that. And like I said, um, 2014 was when I lost my first niece, Pamela. Mm-hmm. And she was like 30, I think she's 34 at the time. And it was such a shock because I said the last death we probably had was my grandmother back in 85 or something like that. So we didn't experience all that. We're talking about immediate families. You know, these people who went in, you know, on a Saturday, we all get together. Everybody had their part. And when Pamela lost, you know, left here, it was like, it was a hurt that, you know, I lost a niece. I have never lost anybody that, that close to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, and it was like, uh, it was, it was very painful. It really was. She meant a lot to me. You know, I, I always had her when she was small, you know, and she grew up and, you know, um, it was hard. That's all I could say. But I was able to do, and, and, and like say another thing, to do, you know, to help my sister with the burial and all that stuff. That was my first experience with that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, no mother should have to go through that. That was my thing at the time. You know what I'm saying? My sister. And then years later, let me know, two years later, 2016, I lost another niece. She was 34. Beautiful young lady, you know, had going to college and everything. And when that happened, it's like, no, not again. You know, within two years, I lost two nieces. That was back in 2016. Um, September, um, it was September of 2016. I don't remember the exact date, but it was like the 20-something. Mm-hmm. Um, 25th or something like that. And, you know, and that was another sister who lost a child. And, you know, we had come together as a family, you know, get through that. And then that was September. Then October of the same year, I lost my baby sister. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, you know, buried one. And then we, two months later, we had to bury my baby sister, which was my friend and my first friend. You know, that was my baby sister. And, you know, it was like unbelievable. It's like, you know, death hitting us three times, you know, and during that time, it's like, you know, be we, you know, and God got us through that. We had to pray a whole lot because, you know, a lot of times we don't understand God's will. But like I said, you know, 
God don't make mistakes. And I was like, how can this happen to our family? You know, we pray, we believe in God, but that has nothing to do with it. It's like, you know, you live your life. Same as, you know, when you're born, the day that you're going to die is already destined. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's already destined. We don't know it. And, you know, and glad we don't know it. Okay. Right. But like say, you know, when she passed away, you know, that was like, you couldn't, we didn't get a chance to mourn before something else happened. And then after, you know, we got you know, through her, I'm not saying got through it, but we made it through as a family and with God's help, we got through. And this was 2000, This she passed away November the 8th of 2016. And then, like I say, you know, time went on, you know, we're dealing with this. And then um, I had a birthday, which was May 17th. It was 20. 17. And I just spoke to my son and he told me, he said, I'm not going to see, he said, um, I have to work today, but I'll be back tomorrow to bring you some, a gift. Mm. So he brought me a gift and everything the next day and that, and it was the two weeks after my birthday, which was May 31st, the day I never forget. Mm-hmm. I'll read my Bible like I normally do in the morning time. Mm-hmm. And God kept giving me the scripture and it was saying, um, when Jesus comes back, you know, the, those who have died, loved ones who have died, will um, join him in the midst of the clouds. Mm-hmm. And the scripture kept going, and I was like, like three or four times, I was like, why is this happening? Why does the scripture keep coming? Mm-hmm. Nice, sunny day, beautiful day. And I got a call, and it was from an uh, officer. And he told me, he said, are you Bishop's mother? And I said, yeah. He said, well, if the incident happened that he's on his way to Kaiser and you need to get to Kaiser. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I fell on my knees. I started to pray. I said, God, prepare my heart for what they're going to tell me. I knew my son was gone. Mm-hmm. I knew my son because I remember the scripture God gave me and he kept repeating it. And, um, you know, I was like, why is this scripture in my mind? But when I got that call from the police, it was no nothing like, you know, the police did anything to him or somebody did something to him. Mm-hmm. And I got to the hospital. And I told him, before then, I got on the internet, on my Facebook. So I told him, you know what? Pray for me what they're going to tell me. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to pray. Okay. And I got on my knees and I prayed. And I told my husband, come on. And we got to Kaiser. He was parking the car. I got out and went in. And when I asked the lady and I mentioned his name, she looked at me really strange. She was coming to the back. Mm-hmm. And then they said, okay, come in this little room. We need to talk to you. I said, no. I said, I'm going in the room, but do not talk to me until my husband gets there. And they waited for him to get there. And, you know, uh, something you don't never want to hear a doctor say, you know, this stuff happens on TV. It don't happen in real life. That's my thing. Right, right. You know, um, the doctor said, you know, your son, Bishop, um, he was in the going to work. And he slumped over. And he's gone. They tried to reach Biden. They said because of his age, my son, my son was twenty-seven years old, 20. and my son had a massive heart attack, which took him out of here. And the lady said that when he was, and I asked the doctor, I said, "Well, did he suffer?" Mm-hmm. The doctor said, "No, because when he got in there and his head just went to the side, and that was it." They said we tried to revive him a lot because we knew he was young, you know, young man. Right. And my son was a very lovable. He, I call him Gentle Giant oh, because gracious. you look at him, he was so big and tall that mm-hmm. 
you know, he can appear it and maybe, you know, scare you kind of a little bit because <laughs> of his size. But he has the most gentle heart. Wow. You know, he has the most gentle heart. And I think that's what messes more about him than anything. Right. And it's like, I got to go in there. I said, Dr. Tove, they say, yeah, they say he passed away. I said, oh, I need to see him. And he told me, okay. He went in there and he, he explained to me, you know, he said he's gone. Mm-hmm. I held my son's hand and I talked to my son. I prayed with my son mm-hmm. for hours. They did not let me go. Um, you know, they didn't tell me, you know, you had to go anything. Me and my husband, when they told me my son had passed away, I had tears streaming. That I was, but they were so surprised how calm I was. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what What should I do? I said, you know, I believe in God. Do you want to talk to the priest? I said, no. I said, I have a bigger doctor. And then Dr. Amen. Jesus. Yes. Okay. He said, thank you. Do you want to talk to the chaplain? No, I'm going to talk to God. Mm. I said, that's my father. Thank you. Jesus. And I, I, you know, and I got to stay in there with my son and, you know, I talked to him. I held my son, son's hand until it turned cold. Mm. And then I said, I'm ready to go. But that was my goodbye to my son. Mm. I, when I got home, I had the worst pain. It's like I was in labor. Mm. And the pain was so great. It was in my stomach and in my heart. And I just knew that I was going to get, you know, this was my last day on earth. Mm. But I fell on my knees and I told God, I said, God, I'll make you a deal. I said, if you take this pain out of my stomach and out of my heart, I will accept your will for taking my son. Mm. But God let me know. And when I said that, it was just like I gave birth. I gave birth to my son's death. Mm-hmm. The same pain I had when I birthed him in this world. It was the same when he left this world. Wow! And you know, like I said, you know, um, and then you know, it took a while because, like I said, twenty-seven year olds don't have heart attacks. Exactly. That was my thing. Right. Right. But you know, then I found out later on he was keeping things from me. He had a little. He had a bad heart. Okay, And it's because, you know, he had sleep apnea, which I didn't know anything about it. But my son was this type of person because all these deaths we were going through, he wanted to protect me. Wow. He didn't want to let me know that he was sick. His doctor told me the day after he passed away. She said, yeah, sleep apnea affected his heart. And that's what happened to my son. Mm-hmm. Um, but just knowing that my son didn't die by the hands of man, that was my but you know, with so many things happening right, in this right, world, right. the young black man, men, period. And it's like, you know, and he worked, um, you know, he worked, he just a beautiful person, a beautiful soul. And to me, my son was my butterfly. He was a butterfly oh, also. Wow. And it's like, you know, it. I miss him, yes. But like I said, the first, and then my mom, she passed away um, going on two years in May. No, in June, it'll be two years. My mom, it was like, um, my mom was sick. Mm-hmm. We knew she was sick, but we didn't know what she was sick as she was. But this particular day, she went to the hospital up at Kaiser, and when she went there, her heart stopped twice. My mom's 80 years old. Okay. Um, her heart stopped twice, and the doctor said, if you guys want to come see her, you need to come see her now, because she's not going to make it through the night, because if her heart stopped one more time, being her age and the sick she is, we're not going to revive her. You guys go need to say goodbye. So I said, no. I told God, I fell on my knees right there. I told God, I said, no. You give me, I said, I need three months with my mama. Mm. I said, I want to be there with my mom. I want to talk to my mom. I want to be there 
every day with my mom. But give me those three months. The hospice called, and they had us all on the phone, and they were like, okay, you know your mom is may not make it through this, and boom, 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 right? And it was like, we're going to go in here and see her condition, and we're going to come back and report to you guys. Mm-hmm. They went into my mom's room. My mom was on life support. Mm. My mom woke up. Mm. My mom told them to get that tube out of her mouth, and mm. she was hungry. So I said, God, ask the prayers. Amen. God, ask the prayers. And he gave me those three months with my mom. Wow. My mom got to see my 60th birthday. Wow. And, you know, and then the day that she passed away, I was there that night. I got to sing with her. I got to talk with her. And I told my mom, I said, you know what? It's time for you to let go. Mm. I said, we're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. The five children you have left, we're going to be okay. We're going to stick with each other. But you're going to take your rest. Y'all got a crown waiting for you. Mm, and my mom, about two hours later, my mom went on home. Wow. I tears I cried because, you know, that's my mom. You only get one. Right. And that's my mom. And she was the best mother in the world. But I thank God because I didn't really mourn my mom because my mom, you know, if you see a person sick and suffering, don't pray that they continue to be here to save you to make you feel better. Right. Okay. I'm not going to pray that prayer to keep her here because I'm not ready for her. You know, during that time, I did want those two, three months with my mom, but it was for a reason. I want those three months and God gave me that. Mm-hmm. But he let me see her suffering. But he gave me all those times to be with my mom. It was such a beautiful three months. Mm. You know, it was amazing. I thank God for that. And I said, today, I don't have tears of. Um, you know, um, hurt or whatever because my mom, my mom suffered, but my mom believed in God. I know my mom in a better place. I know all of them in a better place because they had beautiful souls and they believed in God. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it, God gave me a thing to say, in order to get over, in order to get through grief, and I'm talking for myself, maybe it worked for somebody else, maybe somebody needs to hear this, in order to get through grief, you have to accept what happened. Mm. Okay. Some people like somebody passed away, they just keep them okay in their mind, okay. And to me they're not there, you know, go on there there. My thing was God don't make mistakes. And I say, and you know what, my son my son was mine for a little time, but he always he was always God. And when God gets ready to take his people home, especially when you see him suffering, mm-hmm. you have to accept it. You know, it's like, otherwise you can hold on and that grief is going to be, I have people who don't to this day just refuse to talk about anybody that passed away. You know, it's like, as long as I don't mention it, it didn't happen. No, it happened. Right. It happened. And you have to accept the, you know, God's will. God don't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, God's not cruel. These are people who belong to God. Like each and every one of them had some kind of sickness, Mm -hmm. something going on. And, you know, if God have mercy enough not to have you suffer for the rest of your life, he's like, okay, you know what, maybe it's time to come home. Mm-hmm. And we have to accept that. But live off the memories, the good times, you know. I don't think about my son's death. I don't think about my mom's death. I don't think about my sisters, my nieces, nobody. I think, I think about how they live, not how they died. Wow. Because nice. I can, right. you know, when you think about they live, because my son was, a comedian, okay? I can see the things that he's done. Me and my daughter just yesterday just cracking up, just thinking about the things that he used to do was so funny. And those are the things that keep a person alive. 
Mm-hmm. My son been gone six years, almost six years. It's not a day that I don't mention his name because it's something funny that I always remember what Bishop did or something like that. But like I said, there in your heart, those butterfly, that butterfly, you know, his wing got messed up a little bit, so God had to take him. And when God takes you, he gives you a new body. He'll give you a new, new name. His name probably ain't Bishop no more. He got that body. God gave you a supernatural body. That's not going to get sick. No more tears. And if you believe God and believe his will, that he has a better, you know, on earth, we're going to always suffer different things. We're going to always suffer death. You can pray. God will restore sometimes. Sometimes it's like having a car. Sometimes you have this car, you can get it fixed. And then sometimes it gets to the point, the car is so messed up, you got to let it go. True. That's true. And get in. You know, sometimes you do that. And that's what God with new bodies, you know. He's seen that body oh. not that body not doing. That heart ain't beating like it should. Mm. You know what, Bishop? It's time for you to come home, baby. I got something for you. I got new bodies for you. A new uh, super mm. body for you, baby. It's never going to go well. Mm. Okay? Thank you, Jesus. And you live forever. And that's my thing about it. I know all of them are living, you know, having one big time in heaven with the Lord. And that's Sure, as you know, they will win on. We don't have to leave here one day, but we have to make sure we're right with God when we leave here because mm-hmm. we want that God. We want God's promise. God promised me a mansion if I live for Him. Amen. He promised me a mansion. Amen. And I believe that. Amen. I believe it. You know, I, I, I believe that. You have to have something to believe in. That's right. That's right. Because it's more than here. Like I said, we, we're here from a short time, but this is not a home. We're here temporary and God's going to take us to a better place. You know, you are really making your statement clear, accepting the will of God, because what you're Mm -hmm. saying is that you're accepting what happened. And in accepting what happened, you are not looking at the death that happened, but now you're focusing on the living that had happened. And you're Uh looking at all of the good times that you have with them the life that they lived. And when you talk about your niece, nieces and you talk about your son and your mom, you constantly have such beautiful memories of the life that they lived and not the death yeah. that you all had experienced. Because like you said, mm-hmm. you wanted them to stay because you didn't want to experience their death. You and, and, right. and people don't want to talk about it because they don't want to experience the death. But what you're saying uh-huh. is think about the life. Continue to live in the experience of the life that they lived. Beautiful, right. Annette. Beautiful. Yeah. Accepting the will of God. I love it. How are you doing now without your nieces and without your son and without your mom? What What are you focusing on? You know, because now, you know, you're that vibrant joy. I hear it in your voice and I can hear the change that has taken place. What are you doing? Me, I try to stay busy. That's the number one thing. You got to stay busy. And if you have something that you love to do, get involved in it. I love arts. I love doing um, party favors. I love being creative. I love doing YouTube videos. I love doing, you know, just making people happy okay. and working. Um, you know, creating beautiful things. That's what I call it. Okay. I get up in the morning. Everyone, I stay busy. Mm-hmm. I take care of my husband who did have a stroke. Two months after my mom passed, but God has given me strength to continue the journey. It's like, you know, 
being here for him, but and being home because I work at home from home, okay. which is a blessing. You know, God bless me with different a lot of different equipment that I can work for my own business from home, make my own money. Amen. And that helps me getting up in the morning, doing something. You know, I don't lay in the bed. I don't waddle. I don't do any of that. I get up. I get up like I'm going to a job. Amen. That's how I do. Sometimes I get dressed and I sit in front of this computer, these computers, and I create beautiful things. Mm. And that's what, I, that's what I call it. And this is what I do. I pray. I read my Bible. I get on my knees. I said, the reason I can stand in where I'm at right now and I can, you know, go on each and every day is because I kneel before God and I ask God for strength. Now, and if I can't say anything else to God, I was like, I just need strength. And he gives me that strength to continue that. But he also gave me, you know, he gave me gifts Mm -hmm. of things that I can create in doing that, keeping me busy. And that's the thing about it. You have to stay busy. You can't be water and, you know, in the bed, you know, what was me or whatever. You know, that happens. Like I said, you have to accept it. That's the thing about it. Accepting it because that grief can kill you. That grief can tell you, send you into depression. I don't get depressed because I pray. Amen. I pray. I could get depressed if I didn't have so many other things to do, but you got to stay busy. You got to stay focused. And like I said, celebrate their life, not their death. And that helps, you know, take a lot of pictures. You know, we have a lot of pictures. We have videos. Our family used to do all kinds of things Mm -hmm. together, get together. We have pictures, you know, and things that make you laugh. And, you know, the funny things people do, those are things you have to do, but you have to stay busy and find Find your place in the world. Find your place. Find find a good place. Mm. Okay, something that makes you happy. I love what I do. Mm. I love doing that. I love teaching. I love being creative. I love those things, and that helps me. That keeps me focused. And that you are definitely the exact meaning of accepting the will of God. You know, you don't always find Christians, believers that are living exactly what the word says or living what they believe. And listen, appreciate you spending time talking with us today here at Tears Podcast. Can you just tell our listening audience if they're trying to get in contact with you? How can they reach you on social media? Share your social media with us. Okay, you can reach me um, on Facebook at Annette Wheeler Johnson. Also, I have a Facebook page called Ann Designs and Creations that can also be reached. And also, you can reach me at Annette Designs and Creations at Yahoo.com. Thank you, Annette. We appreciate your time and God bless you. My name is Deborah, and you have been listening to the Tears Podcast. Today, we were speaking with Annette Wheeler-Johnson about accepting the will of God. You can listen to the Tears Podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Tears. Let's go. When I was down with nowhere to go, I have the power, feel it in my soul. And I am here, I gotta let you know. Tears. Let's go.